welcome to I Am Sitting On Your Hat, episode four. Is it four? It is four. Four already. Awesome. I'm Troy. And I am Andy. All right, so the last episode, we went really deep on some topics. (laughs) It was heavy. It It was a heavy one. Yeah. But, you know... It felt good to get it off the chest. <laughs> it did. It did. And if you haven't listened to that, go back go back and, and listen. <laughs> Give it a listen. Um, just, you know, you might want to have your antidepressants handy. That's right. Prepare. Just, just saying. <laughs> um, so we thought this time, let's make it a bit more of a lighter lighter subject, lighter topic. Some bit more fun. So, in the news recently, uh, just within this last month, um... I saw and we all found out that Vince McMahon has retired officially from the WWE. He's done with it. After 40 plus years of running that company and then his dad before him, he's walked away. And so the reason I I thought about that is you and I have had this weird on and off relationship with professional wrestling. And so I thought it'd be fun to go back and talk about our memories of professional wrestling and and how we got into it and, you know, where it all began. Where it all began. If we even still care to this day, you know, do we we watch it occasionally? You know, that kind of thing. I do. Do you? Yeah. Admittedly already? Uh Uh-huh. Nice. I mean, I don't, I don't watch, watch it. Like I'll, I'll. I, uh, I'm i subscribed to a few YouTube channels that are like go over highlights and stuff right. like that, just to kind of keep tabs on it. But no, I don't sit down appointment television and watch. Like we used to. Like we used to. <laughs> but that's the thing, and I think that's you know where it should start. You were a child of the 80s. Yes. I was a child of the 90s. Yep. That was like the biggest time for professional wrestling. It was huge. Yeah. Now, I, I came out of the... Uh, more glam face paint, yeah. Hulkamania, know, Hulkamania yeah. era. Yeah. Whereas you came into the Attitude yes. era, yes. where it became more of a uh, serious. Well, I wouldn't mm. say serious. I don't think it's ever taken itself. It's never really. I can't say that it has taken itself very seriously at some point. At some points, yeah. And I think that's where it's really dipped in the ratings is when it started taking itself mm-hmm. really seriously. Because I think a lot of it, you watch it for, because it's fun. It is, and I think that's what drove me to it initially was the uh, was the fun aspect, was the face paint, the big hair, the big personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what drove you to it, really. So let's let's then go back because you got into it before I did. My first memories of professional wrestling were, were those little action figures. Yes, you had. Yep. Um, I don't remember who made them, but they were really not the best made action figures. They were basic. Yeah. Basic, but they were like I don't know, four inches tall, four and a half uh-huh. inches tall, and they would each do something. They had one specific mm-hmm. move, whether they're like, I remember specifically the Hulk Hogan figure. It's his arms clamped together in like a headlock style pose. Yes. Yep. And that was his move. Yes. His legs didn't move. No. His waist didn't turn. His head didn't turn mm-hmm. around. He had the one arm move. I remember we had Marty Janetti. <laughs> Marty Janetti. Yeah. And he, you could push him down and he would jump. Yes. Yeah. He would. Yep. I do remember that. And I think 
I think the Macho Man figure did almost the same mm-hmm. thing because they they basically tried to do one of their specific moves. They were known yeah, for. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Boss Man, Big Boss Man, his figure. Uh, he, he could raise his arms up and then come down. Is it that was what it spring was? Load, yeah. Oh, that's right, because they had the awkward hands out flat kind uh-huh. of. Uh-huh. Okay, so, yeah. I and Jim it. and Jim Duggan had the same thing. That's right. Because you could put the 2 by 4 in his hand and it'd come down. That's right. Ultimate Warrior. He's able to lift his hands up yep. like, like he was going to gorilla press. Gorilla press slam. Somebody yep. and slam him down. So, yep. And so, I do remember those. I don't know what happened to him or if I have any more. I don't think so. Had them for years. Years. And I don't know where they are or even if they exist anymore. But I would use those as delivery systems for Tang as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Let me explain. (laughs) Like Mario Gennetti, I would would suck on his feet and then dip the feet in the Tang and then suck the Tang off the feet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Maybe Marty Jannetty would like like that kind of thing nowadays. Maybe he would. Maybe he's in. But ten suckers. That was that was. I don't know. I was a weird kid. But that's funny. So, since you got into it first, do you yeah. remember how and when and where? Oh my! You gosh. started getting into it. I oh wow! The earliest memories I have. It was a. It was the Saturday morning cartoon, of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and his friends. Right, 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 right. And they would, I don't, I want to say it was almost superhero-ish mm-hmm. is what they would try to do. They would solve problems, Scooby-Doo style kind of thing. And it was him, like Macho Man, Andre the Giant. Right. Those were the big three at the time. And that was kind of used as a springboard or in conjunction with the TV show with the wrestling show. And at this time, it was before cable, so it was on basic TV. Yeah. Even WrestleMania was on basic TV because there was no cable. And so... You know, I, I look back at some of those old matches and I think, I remember seeing this. How yes. did I see this? Yes. And that's... Okay. You would that's see how. WrestleMania on basic TV okay. because there was no cable. And so that's what... Those are my earliest memories. And obviously for me... The biggest name was Hulk Hogan because mm-hmm. I remember him being everywhere. Yes. He was on my cartoons. He was on the cereal boxes. He was in the toys. He was on TV. Mm-hmm. He was in movies. Yeah. And that's where it all began. And so I really started kind of seeking it out and it was fun. But then I really got into it when I saw the Ultimate Warrior show up. Right. Because my gosh, that guy was awesome. <laughs> he was big. He was face painted. Yep. He was. He would run. He would sprint to the he ring. Would sprint, and it was fantastic. And I remember him specifically shaking the ropes around. He was the man. I mean, he was just huge. Yep. He was. He was a bigger than life character. And I loved the design of his face paint because I would draw it on my school folders mm-hmm. and binders. I draw that that image. Yeah. And I'd still, I still have one of those folders. To this day, it's actually what I have some of my baseball cards in of one of the uh, Ultimate Warrior designs there <laughs> on my old folder. And so that's where it took off for me. And I just started seeking it out. And I remember seeing when Jake the Snake 
Yeah, oh yeah. Turned his snake loose on Macho Man. A macho Man. Bit his arm yeah. while he was tied in the ropes. I rem- and I think that's one of the situations you're talking about because that may have been a WrestleMania. I think it was. But it's like, how did I see this? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have cable. And so, like I said, it was on the basic TV, but it was edited. You couldn't see the uh, actual bite. <laughs> but, uh, and apparently, he actually bit him. He d- it did, yeah. It I did. do remember. Th- and, uh, you know, the later interviews with Jake the Snake is Macho Man wanted him to do it. He was scared. Macho Man, he's like, am I going to die with this? <laughs> you know, is is this poisonous? I know the venom's been extracted, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, he bit him, and he and the snake would not let go. <laughs> I remember Jake talking about that. Like he, he, I was like smacking it on the head, and he would not let go. That's why it just stayed there for it felt like hours. That seemed like yeah. a long time. And so that's that's one of my earliest memory. Another early memory is when. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat mm-hmm. got his larynx crushed. Oh yes, yeah. And was yep, yep. I don't know if that was Macho Man. It was Macho Man, it? was it? Yeah. Okay, because I remember the big thing. I, it may have been Vince McMahon because he was commentating at this era. Yeah, and he's like, he crushed his windpipe. He can't breathe. You know, <laughs> he crushed his larynx. His larynx. But uh, and so. You know, you just, you, f- you fell into it. And I don't think, and maybe this is, this is getting ahead a little bit. I don't think even at that point, I saw it as real. Like, actually, people trying to hurt other people. No, yeah, it was a show. You saw it as entertainment. Yeah. And I think that's, that's that might be a tangent to go off on in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I never saw it as, oh, my gosh, these people are trying to hurt each other. You, yeah. you could see it plainly. Yeah. I mean, even it, especially in the earlier, in the earlier matches, they weren't connecting with some of their hits, or when they did, they, you know, exaggerated it quite mm. a bit. Yeah, you know, because I don't see how slapping somebody in the chest would send them fifteen feet across the <laughs> ring. You know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. so that's that's where it kind of all began for me, and I, uh, I watched it and I enjoyed it. Up until, geez, I think I fell away from it right before I'd say you got into it. I really fell out of it once uh, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior were no longer the biggest thing. Okay. I think that's where I ended. And it it probably... So be the new generation. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, I think maybe shortly after Andre the Giant died, yep. I think that's that's when I just kind of, not that I knew at the time that that had happened, but it all coincided that that's where I kind of fell yeah. away from it. Well, and I remember, because I was a dutiful younger brother, I remember kind of getting into that era um, as well. Because I, I, you know, like I said, I remember watching a lot of that stuff. Um I remember I really, I really wanted the Legion of Doom pads, like their the football, football pads, pads with the spikes. Yep. I really wanted those. And you could order them, but I was like five because I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> but I really wanted those. But, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Ultimate Warrior. Like, I, I was a fan of him before, like, even knew who Hulk Hogan was. 
Because like I said, I mean, he was a huge dude. He looked like a real life superhero. Oh yeah. And so you know, I was I was drawn to that. But yeah, after uh, um, after you kind of fell out, I think I I did as well. But once you left on your LDS mission, right? I started getting back into it, and that was when the Attitude Era started kicking in. That was the Monday Night Wars between WWF and WCW. Because I remember going to school um, in middle school and seeing people wearing shirts of like DX and yeah. NWO and right and uh, now for a while there, I think you were more drawn toward WCW than I was. you were WWF. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even when we both liked it at the same time, you were more apt to watch the WCW, mm-hmm. where I was more of a WWF mm-hmm. individual. For me, I always thought of it as as kind of the lower class, second rate right, program. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of it because that's how they touted their brand. I mean, people threw garbage in the ring and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, the, it was the dirtier. Yeah. You know. And the reason I watched WCW, WCW, because I knew a lot of those guys. I right. I knew Ric Flair. I knew Hulk Hogan. I knew Macho Man. Like I knew them. So like, okay, yeah. why? Well, I'm not sure who these guys are over here. Yeah. Like I don't know who Steve Austin is. Yeah, you know I I I don't know these guys, but I know these guys, so I'll stick over here. Yeah. Eventually, I started switching back and forth. And I know there was one guy for you. Why you stayed with WCW? Sting, Sting, yeah, Sting was your Sting was your go-to. He was my guy. Yep, 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 yep. Another another face-painted dude. Which is funny because he actually started with Ultimate Warrior. They were a team. He did. Yeah, back when they started in '85. Yep, they <laughs> back in the day of the uh, you know bright pinks and the blues mm-hmm. and the, <laughs> the bright colors. Yep. So, and were they a team? They were. What were they called? The Blade Runners. Blade Runners. Wow. Yeah. Yep. See, I don't remember seeing any of that. I don't remember Sting. I never remember even hearing about Sting until you were into it. Yeah. That's the first time, because that's how far deep I was into the WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even know who Sting was. I don't I don't think we got, like, on local TV, like, that was more of a southern, east coasting yeah. was the WCW, so I don't think we even got it where we are. That's true. I don't think that came in until the invention of cable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. And so then what I would do is... I would go on Friday nights. I would go with mom. We'd go up Harrison Boulevard to that little strip mall that was right across the street from the dentist, right by Weber State. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And right there, there was a golden swirl. Yep. I and then there was a, a video rental place. That's right. So That's we would right. go get our frozen yogurts. And then I'd go over to the video rental place, and they had a whole section of old VHS tapes of old wrestling, uh, WCW stuff. So I would, I would start getting all that, and I'd watch all these old matches. And that's hilarious. Yeah. I do remember. I remember that very well. That's where we would consistently rent an NES system from. Mm-hmm. Too. <laughs> if it wasn't Tammy, if it wasn't Tammy, yeah, yep, it was that place, yep. So, 
I remember distinctly, there was one point where I was really, really into it. Uh, you were still gone. You, you had your one phone call. Well, one of two of the year. That's right. And I said that I was in, that I was watching wrestling again, and you kind of made fun of me. I'm sure I did. You're like wrestling, like that. That's so we're we're done with that. We're we don't do that anymore. Why are you into what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember you came back and started watching it, and that's when we really went all in. We went full bore. Yeah, into that. Oh yeah, yeah. We started. uh, That's when we. It became a necessity to sit down on Mondays Mm -hmm. or Wednesdays and Thursday. Was it Wednesdays at the time or was it Thursday at the time? Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. That's right. Where we would make a point to watch it. Yes. I mean, we had to. I mean, there were continuing (laughs) storylines. You had to sit down and watch it. And so, yeah, I, I remember that. And I remember, as brothers do... Actually wrestling each other. Yes. At different points. Yep. Jumping off couches, you know, getting each other in dangerous locks that could very well break <laughs> your arm, you know, or leg. <laughs> and we have pictures of this. We have documented pictures of this. We do. There were several. You put me in several holds. <laughs> and Probably mom was taking pictures. Probably incorrectly. Probably. I was doing it incorrectly. Yeah. I know that I could never do the figure four leg lock. I didn't know how to do it because I remember you telling me that specifically. You said, don't do that. You don't know how. <laughs> I remember that specifically. Don't do that. You don't know how to do it. So I'm like, all right. But I had the camel clutch down. I could do that. Yep. Got the camel clutch. Got the, you put me in the Frankensteiner a few times. The STF. Yep. That was a big one for you. The STF. Yep. Or just, just a full on full Nelson. The full, yep. Yep. yep, yep. Do that one. I got body slammed a few times, <laughs> gorilla press slammed a few times. I was surprised I could do that. Actually, lift somebody up over my head and slam them down. Yep. Yeah. Jump but, off the couch. But that was when I started, um, since Sting was no longer in the picture, all of a sudden I started to go towards this rock guy. Oh, the, the rock. rock. Yep. Like, oh, this guy is kind of interesting. He's a little charismatic. I'm going to go follow him. And I ended up being more of a rock guy, and you ended up being more of a stone cold guy. Yes. Um, yeah. And we would not only would we were we watch it on TV, but when it would come to like live shows, we would go there too. We went to live shows. I remember one specifically because I went pretty much decked out as what's his face? What's his name? The worm. Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. I had the visor. That's right. The spiked hair. <laughs> and I'm not sure I did it intentionally. Maybe I did. <laughs> but again, I remember you saying, wow, you're trying to be, you know, just full on Scotty Too Hotty, aren't you? <laughs> so, yep. That was the first ever live SmackDown. That was. That's where we were. We had, that's our claim to fame in wrestling. We were at the very first live SmackDown. It was filmed here in Utah. And I think the first wrestler that we saw live to walk down the ramp was Raven. You're right, because they were doing matches for like Sunday their Sunday. Night. Yeah. 
And he came out. That was the first one we saw That's right. on camera live was Raven. It was Raven. That's disappointing. <laughs> and But before that, when we went to get tickets, we actually were able to meet a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Went and shook hands with Rhino. Rhino. And what I remember... Big old thick Rhino. Man, that guy was wide. <laughs> but what I remember about Rhino, two things. One, he had a dead fish handshake. <laughs> and two, his hands were small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had small hands and a dead fish handshake. <laughs> Everything else about the man was gigantic. Yeah. I mean, his he wasn't tall. No. Thick. Yeah. But he had this dead fish handshake and small hands. <laughs> I remember that too. What I remember specifically is he would sign the autograph. I still have it somewhere. But he yeah. would keep the Sharpie in his hand while he would shake your hand. Yeah. And so it was this weird. Not only did he have the dead fish, but he had a Sharpie in his hand. So it was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was, that was exciting. That was our, our first meeting i think for me it was my only meeting of any wrestler was rhino yeah i'd never met anybody else we did later on walk by ron simmons that's right at a comic-con that's right we turned the corner and he just happened to be sitting there in a booth and nobody knew he was ever going to be there but there he was yep so we did walk by ron simmons i have talked to jake the snake did an interview with him also nice. did an interview with jerry lawler wow by the way, his voice, nothing like it is on TV. Really? Mm -mm. That's a whole character he's putting on. It's funny. Good grief. So is it similar to how he was in, say, like uh, uh, like Man on the Moon? With yeah. Jim Carrey? Yeah. When he's talking just normal. I mean, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Wow. So, when, yeah, when he was like on Letterman with, with Andy Kaufman, they were talking. Yeah, that that's him. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's impressive because you wouldn't think, you'd think listening to him, he does it so well, you think that's how he speaks. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you met Jake the Snake. I met Jake the Snake. How was he for you? Because he seems like a very disenchanted, disenfranchised wrestler from his heyday. He is, but he's willing to talk, man. Is he? He is willing to talk about it. <laughs> we probably could have stayed there for two hours and he'd be perfectly willing to talk about everything from the business and everything that he hates and <laughs> every yeah. person he hates. No, what we talked about him was mainly since we have such limited time, I talked, what was the worst injury he ever sustained, which it was a guitar shot from the honky tonk man <laughs> because it was a real guitar. It wasn't gimmicked. Oh, wow. So he said he, he thought it was gimmicked, honky tonk did, and he went and he swung, hit his head, and he felt the, the vertebrae in his neck just collapse. Oh jeez. Yeah. So did the And did, I think it was televised, so I think you can see that somewhere. Oh wow. And so did it did the guitar give way at all? No. It just it like cracked. <laughs> just took him out. Yeah. Oh wow. But then we talked about the snake. Yeah. And his experience with the snake, and he basically said, I hated that snake. Because <laughs> he had to take it everywhere. <laughs> like, that was his snake. Like, he, he even said, I'm kind of scared of snakes. But he had to take it everywhere. And he said, when, I, when we went to hotels, he'd throw it in the bathtub, 
shut the door and just leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and this would be Damien the snake? Yeah. Was that Damien? Because I know he had two snakes. He had, yeah, he had several. He had several. But I think it was Damien he was talking about. Wow. Wow. That's funny that you say he's terrified of snakes when that's his gimmick. I know. It's like, if that's the thing you're scared of, why would that be your thing? <laughs> Just because it rhymes? You know? I'm sure it wasn't his choice. I'm sure that gimmick was given to him. I'm sure it was. I'm sure, speaking of Vince McMahon, because he, that man is a puppet master. Yes. I mean, he pulled every little string on everybody. Yes. There was 100%. not something that happened in that company that he did not approve or deny mm -hmm. or control. Yep. And that's why everybody in the company, I mean, if you listen to interviews, listen to him talk, they either love the man or hate the man. Mm -hmm. There is no in-between. They either understand him from his business perspective and love him for it, or they hate him for the very reason. Yeah. Same reason. Yep. And because uh, that's what he was in it for. He was in it for the business, not for the people. I mean, he's a full-on business-oriented man. Yeah. And that's what he saw it as. And that's what he saw you as if you were his talent. Yes, 100%. Like, you were there for, um, you know, you were a means to an end, and that end was dollar sign. Yep. That was it for him. So. I remember we actually went to a couple um, non-televised shows. We went to a few house shows, as yes. they're called. Yep. And those were fun. Those were so much better. I didn't think they'd be... Uh, better, but man, I think because it's not televised, the wrestlers have more freedom. They do to do more of what they want to do. Yep. So I remember we saw Stone Cold, we saw Triple H, we saw the Dudley Boys, like we saw everybody at those shows. Oh yeah, and I think for me the most shocking and the most <laughs> and it burst my bubble, my my bubble of illusion. Is when they walked by how short they were. Yeah. They were not these towering presence that you saw on TV. Yeah. Especially Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The man is enormous muscular-wise. Yes. But he is not tall. No, he's not. And when he walked by, you're like, was that yeah. him? Yeah. Because <laughs> we, had, we had seats at one of those shows. Right next to the guardrail and that was at the shocking. ramp that they were coming down. I yeah. had no idea that's where our seats were going to be. Yeah. And then once we started being directed, I remember the guy that was showing us our seats. And he was excited for us. Like, this is where you're going to yeah. be. Here's your seat. Like, we were right next to the rail. I'm like, oh, man. I was, <laughs> I was confused. I thought, I thought we were going to be kicked out. I thought they made a mistake. Yeah. How close we were. Not just in front of the guardrail, but how close to the ring we actually ended mm -hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was, we saw Kane. Yep. Kane walked by. Yep. And this was, you know, post-mask Kane, so he came with a towel on his head. Yeah. And I think, for me, sideline. That was the biggest mistake they could have ever made was unmask Kane. I think so, too. Ever. They should yep. have never done that because the guy is, I mean, he's a nice guy in real life. Oh, yeah. You, you, I mean, he's a public servant. He's held, you know, public offices, mm -hmm. you know, and he is just this happy-go-lucky yeah. yeah. guy. Super nice dude. And so he, to take his mask off, Number one, he doesn't look like an intimidating presence without the mask. <laughs> right. 
he's he's kind of a doughy looking dude. Yes. And so <laughs> without the mask, he is just disappointing. <laughs> and so Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Jacobs, that's his name. He lives up to the Glenn. He does. Once that mask came off, he went full Glenn. He's a Glenn. And you can't see him as Kane anymore yeah. without that mask. So I don't think he ever should have spoken. He should have kept the uh you know the, the voice box. The voice box. Yeah. He should have kept that or never spoke at all and kept the mask. I agree. That's that was the biggest letdown for me in wrestling. <laughs> also want I, I remember that same show we were just talking about distinctly. I remember the the Dudleys had a match. I think Spike Dudley was there. And they, they were walking back and I held my hand out and I, I got to slap Devon's hand and I remember it being like concrete. <laughs> like his hand was just one big callus. And uh, it was all, and his fingers were all taped up and everything. And he hit my hand. I was just like, ah, <laughs> ow. That's hilarious. What I also remember is that Stephanie McMahon was there. Yeah. In the shadows. She never showed up, but she was kind of like in the back mm-hmm. where, where they would come and go. And she was sitting there at a desk or like with an announcer. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody started noticing she was back there. Yeah, and in some and in some matches that became more interesting. <laughs> you know, was watching what she was doing <laughs> than the actual match. Maybe when Goldust was out there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I do remember seeing Goldust. That may not have been the same show. Because that was it was at the Maverick Center, right? I think that's where all the shows were. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember Goldust being there because <laughs> I remember we walked out and went and bought. That's when I bought my little RVD necklace. That, yeah, was yeah. during the Gold Dust match. Okay, because that's how bored I was yep. <laughs> with Gold Dust. Like, oh, I'll go buy something at this point. But, <laughs> yeah, RVD. He he became a hero of mine very quickly. Rob Van Dam. Yeah, oh yeah. I he was I, a great performer. He not only could he perform physically. But his attitude and his presence mm-hmm. and his interview skills, he was just a person that you liked. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was somebody you related to, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's what really drew me toward him. So, yeah. Um, I remember we had a, I also bought a Hardy, Hardy Boys necklace. Had that for a while. Yes. It was, it was. It was just like a bunch of balls around a string and it That's had a right. weird little symbol. Yep. Yep. Um, but also the video games. How many hours did oh we spend gosh. on those video games? Oh my gosh. There was just so many. Especially when it became when you had the ability to create a character to any sort of an extent. Yes. That's where we spent hours and hours just creating (laughs) and recreating there was one specifically was a game no it was xbox it was xbox because you could add music oh that's right you could download music so you had your own specific entrance music as long as you had the song downloaded off a cd yep that you could save on the xbox you could make your own entrance music you had your own lighting system you could do yep your own (laughs) entrance style your move set, oh my gosh. Every single move yeah. you went through 
And it literally took hours just to create a character. Yeah. Because it was your first high kick. It was a low kick. Mm-hmm. It was a neutral kick. It was this kick. And you had, you had like a list of 50 moves to choose from. That's right. Just right. on that particular move. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so, and I think this was a way for us to vent frustration if it ever came down to each other <laughs> is we would take it out on each other in the video game yeah yeah because yeah. the first people we create would be ourselves yeah and so then we pit ourselves against each other <laughs> so, <laughs> i think that was the way we avoided ever fighting each other in real life is <laughs> we do it in a video game. probably probably and that continued on almost to this day if yeah. you create a character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the last time I think we did it was with a boxing game. And so we created ourselves <laughs> just so we could go in and beat each other up. So. <laughs> yeah, oh I remember one. It was on the the um, Nintendo 64. It was a WWF. No mercy. <laughs> no mercy. And they had this little video before the game actually started. But it was all the characters in the game. So what you could do, you could go into those characters and change their costumes, and then they would appear in those costumes in that little in vignette the intro? in the video in the intro. Yeah. So I remember one time for a Christmas Eve, <laughs> we went in and because we we watched it so much, we knew everybody that was in the intro, and we would change them to our family. <laughs> All the fan members that were there, and then we'd have everybody come down and watch, and then I think we put everybody into a Royal Rumble. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And I, I think Grandpa ended up winning it, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. The strangest people ended up, speaking of that, oh my gosh, speaking of strange characters winning Royal Rumbles. Yeah. So... Going back to the figures we had. Yes. We had all these action figures, wrestling figures, and we had a ring. That's right. A blue ring, mm -hmm. wrestling ring. And so what had happened, maybe you were there. Maybe you remember this. I know Blake was there. Now, this, this is harkening back to one of our earlier episodes. So, so Blake was over, my best friend at the time. And uh, we put all these characters in. And the way we did this rumble is we just threw them all in the ring and then picked up the ring and shook it. And shook it. Yeah. And yeah, shook yeah. it till everybody started bouncing out. And the last character remaining to win was Krang. <laughs> the little pink brain from Ninja Turtles <laughs> won the yeah, Royal yeah, 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 yeah. And so that became an in-joke for us <laughs> from there on out. It's like whenever we spoke about wrestling or Royal Rumble, it's like, well, you know who's going to win it? Krang is going to win it. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so that, yeah, it just, it worked its way. Wrestling worked its way into life. It did. You know, for a long time, it was just part of who you were. Yeah. I mean, even changing the, the name of specific moves, like the figure four leg lock, somehow it became... The figure Fong Long Stonk. <laughs> and <right>. so, <laughs> and or, or Twist of Fate. The Hardy move. Or Lita move. One of the two. They all did it. Twist of Fate. And so Jerry Lawler or whoever would say, oh, he's going to Twist of Fate him. Yep. And so that's how that became the name of the move. Twist of Fate him. Twist of Fate him. You got to Twist of Fate him. <laughs> the figure Fong Long Stonk. 
And so, man, yeah, it just became part of the vernacular. That's how we spoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was life. For a long time, that was just life. Was Blake into it? No. Okay. He was not. He, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I think the extent was that one Royal Rumble we did yeah, with yeah, the toys, yeah. but he never watched it. That okay. was not his thing. His thing was uh, airplanes and uh, pretty much it. Okay. He was, that's why he ended up in the Air Force. Right. He was he was an airplane guy. That was his thing. Because same, same with Joel, too. I mean, he'd watch it with me, but he was never, like, yeah. fully into it. So it was just to humor you. You know, as a friend, yeah. they support you in it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our sister got into it. She did. Um, Wasn't she at a live event? Did she go to a live I event? I think she went with, with us. Yeah, to one of them. I think she was either at one or she was there. Because she had to drive us to get the tickets. That could be. <laughs> I can't remember. I I cannot remember. I have to ask her. I think her guy. I think her guy was Triple H. Even before that, she was into Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels when he was a rocker. Right, right, right. That makes she sense. she liked Shawn Michaels as a rocker. That was <laughs> speaking of Marty Jannetty. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I was so deep into it at one point when uh, Shawn Michaels, Sweet Chin Music, Marty Jannetty on the uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake yeah. little talk show vignette, yep. that broke my heart. Through the window, man. Through the window. Yep. Oh, man. That just shattered my world. Turned heel. Oh, man. That was always hard. When you were deep into it, I mean, you knew, like I was saying, you knew it wasn't real life, yeah. obviously. But still, they were your heroes. And to see them turn mm-hmm. from babyface to heel, for those of you who don't know, babyface is a good guy <laughs> and the heel is a bad guy. But uh, to see them switch was just heartbreaking, especially when it's big names like the Shawn Michaels or the Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yep. But then you just got used to it. He did it so much. It was just like you expected yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went back and forth more than anybody, I think. So I say, I say one of the hardest things. One of the hardest turns to watch was Tugboat. Mm. When yeah. Tugboat went heel. Well, he, he teamed up with Earthquake. He teamed up with Earthquake. It became the natural disaster. Natural disasters. Because it was Earthquake and Typhoon. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I just remembered <laughs> that. Yeah, because Tugboat, he used to be just like Hulk Hogan's buddy. Yeah. And then he yeah. turned, <laughs> turned with Earthquake. That's right. Oh, my gosh. But I, I have never seen, I've never seen, I guess you would call, you call them legends at this point. The the old wrestlers, the old classic wrestlers, like you did with Jake the Snake. Yeah. I've never seen them in real life. I've never had the chance to meet them. And, and that, that kind of depresses me because it was such a huge part of my childhood. It's getting to the point teens. you might miss your chance. <laughs> They're uh, that's true. They're dropping. They're dropping quick. Oh my gosh, they are dropping. And somebody posted not too long ago. They they put up a a wrestling post that our heroes are getting old. Yeah. And they showed the most recent pictures of people like Triple H, Hulk Hogan, and yeah, it's time has caught up. Time has caught up because you think of Triple H. I mean, for me at least, I think Triple H. I think I think of him in that. In the outfit where he had the the denim 
yep. kind of vest on the outside and the leather jacket. Leather jacket. Yep. Yep. And he'd come out with a sledgehammer and he had the long hair and the beard. Mm-hmm. Water bottle. The water bottle, the spitting. And yep. it's just, that's what I see him as. And then to see him now with no hair. And it's like, there's no hair. There's no leather. There's mm. none of that. He's usually in a suit. Usually in a suit. And still a big guy. Obviously, he is still big. a big guy, but not not anywhere where he was. He is big. Same with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean he he's still big. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; those guys are still enormous, but they're not what they were. Mm-mm. <laughs> Even and that's if they're alive, right? And I think that's what we're alluding to as well is that a lot of them are just gone. Yeah, they just dropped, man, and. And a lot of it, I'd say, isn't due to, you know, specifically wrestling. But you come to find out a lot of them were into the substance abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. And that just, and couple that with the wrestling, it just takes its toll on their heart and they just drop. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I mean, these are giant, beefy, 250, 350-pound guys yeah. that are throwing themselves around this ring, you know, for years, um, several shows a week. I mean, your heart can only take so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even even the little, even the little things, and I remember this specifically, but I can't remember who said it. They were talking about Hulk Hogan's move, his big finishing move, the leg drop. The leg drop. Yeah. And, um... They said even that, just night in and night out, you wouldn't think that's such a physical move because you just land on your butt. But even then, it takes such a toll on Mm -hmm. your lower body that it becomes even hard to walk after that. And you can see it. You can see it with Hulk Hogan when he lumbers around that it has taken its toll. I mean, yeah, the mount, the the mount, (laughs) the mat bounces. It has give. You know, it's it's like a almost like a trampoline out there, but still, there's yeah there's some solidity to it, and you're gonna feel it. it it's basically like gymnastic mats, um, with a sheet of cloth essentially over it. Yeah, and and you're right. There is there are some springs underneath there. But that's mostly for like the sound effect of when they hit the hit the ring. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what that's why I try to explain when you know we used to try to explain wrestling to people, <laughs> and and you know you say yeah it's not they're not going out usually. I won't say this doesn't happen and full on hit somebody in the face because oh, yeah that happens that does happen <laughs> that happens yeah that happens. I mean let's just be honest. I mean. They're completely transparent with this. There are times where the referee will hear some in their earpiece and say that the that the match has gotten slow or dull. Yeah. And they'll whisper to the performer, the athlete, the wrestler, it needs to, you know, you need to ramp it up. And I remember, I think I read this in Goldberg's book, and he was telling, he got told this, and he had to ask the person he was wrestling, I need to full on punch you in the face. Are you okay with that? <laughs> and they said, yeah. And so he full on just full bore, just clocked him right yeah. in the face. And so, you know, it does happen. There is some serious contact. Yeah. And so I try to tell people that it's like, look, I don't care who you are. A 275 pound man slapping you in the chest 
or slapping you in the face, although it's not a full on closed fist punch, is going to hurt. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, and if you're flying out over the ring and you're dropping, you know, six, eight, you know, ten feet mm -hmm. onto a mat, it's still going to hurt. Yeah. If you're dropping from a 30-foot cage onto a table, even though it's been pre-sawed or yeah. re you're ready to give way, it's going to it's hurt. It's going to hurt. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And so you may call it fake as far as, you know, they're not, you know, they're not really out to hurt each other. The the results are semi-predetermined. Yeah. But still, there is some very realistic contact that happens there. 100%. And that's why it's so funny to me when, when people say, oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, it's phony, it's fake, whatever. Yeah, so are movies. Yes. So are TV shows. But you still watch them. Yeah. Because they're still scripted because it's entertainment. Same with wrestling. Yeah. And as long as I can remember, they call it sports entertainment. Yeah. That's all it is. And and for us, it just became it became our soap opera. Yes. I mean, how many how many people do you know that would sit down in soap operas heyday and just watch them religiously? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to see their stories. Yep. Or they have to do this. That's the same thing we did with wrestling. That's what it was. It had a storyline. It had drama. Mm -hmm. It had relationships. Yep. <laughs> it had, but it just culminated <laughs> with fights. Mm -hmm. You know that that was the big difference. Yep. You know, it's like all my children with a fight in the middle. <laughs> you know, pretty much. That's what it was. There pretty was, much. and there were storylines of amnesia. There were comas. <laughs> You know, yeah, there were evil twins. Yeah, it was all in there. It just culminated with grown men in their underwear fighting in a ring. Yep, that's the only difference. <laughs> Big muscly guys in in uh, in uh, colorful out colorful outfits. That's right, slamming each other around. That's right. And so, yeah, well, like we were saying, there was a lot of them have gone and. I'm just shocked every time I hear it because most of them aren't even 50 years old when yeah. they pass out. Yeah. Pass out when they pass away. And, you know, that's that's upsetting <laughs> to hear. Yeah. I mean, especially having watched them for so long and grown, you know, to know these people. Um, like, uh, even, even, even the lesser known people, like the Sean Stasiaks. Sure. Things like that. Because we saw him live. Yes, we did. And so to hear that he was gone, you're like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know? Canyon. He's gone. Canyon. Uh, so many. Scott Hall just recently. Yeah. He's gone. Scott Hall. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Boss Man. Big Boss Big Man. Big Boss Man. Yep. You know? And so that's why I'm surprised that people like the Jake the Snakes and the Hulk Hogan's are still around. Still kicking. It's surprise. Undertaker is another yep. one. My gosh, that guy, I am surprised he's still around, in all honesty. Undertaker or Mark? Um, Mark. <laughs> Undertaker and Kane. Mark and Glenn. Mark and Glenn. He apparently is a very, he was very safe in the ring. I think that's why he's still around. Because yeah. he never took huge risks. 
Occasionally, I mean, he'd fly off, you know, fly off a cage every now and again. But yeah. in the ring, he was never like a high flyer. That's he never true. did anything. He was very safe. That's true. And I, so I think that's why he's still around. That's why The Rock is still doing what he is. That's why Stone Cold, Steve Austin, still that's up true. and kicking. I guess to use the vernacular of the of the of the entertainment, is they're more brawlers. Yes, you know they're yeah. not the high yeah, yeah, flyers. Yeah. Like people like the uh, like the Jeff Hardys mm-hmm. and the uh, you know the Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. That's what I was going yep. for. That just throw themselves. Yeah. You know, or even um, oh, I just lost his name. Uh, mankind. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Gosh, dang it! That I'm surprised he's around because yeah. he has admitted he has just put his body through. Helen back. Yeah. I mean, you know, teeth through his through his lip mm-hmm. and he's just that's surprising. Yeah, anybody Especially for a big guy. Anybody who thinks these guys don't get hurt, go watch any Mick Foley match. Yeah. You know, yeah, go watch him and The Undertaker in that Hell in the Cell match. Go watch him, you know, get body slammed on the thumbtacks and yeah. get set on fire and yeah. Yeah, and like I said, his his tooth coming through his upper lip. Yep. And it's just it's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. I still remember when Sid Vicious. Oh, you had to bring up that one. That one is so oh. graphic. So Sid Vicious jumped off the ropes. That seared in my brain. One of the turnbuckles and landed and his leg broke. Yep. In half. Yep. And it was televised. And they played it over mm. and over and it just went rubber, just snapped. It was like and, a dead fish. And just bent in the most horrific way. And they just kept replaying it. And yeah. every time you did, you just cringed. And <laughs> like, oh, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and they just kept showing it. You're like, ah. <laughs> and so you can always tell. For those of you who don't know, you can always tell when there's an actual problem in the rain. Because the ref will give a big old X yep. with, his, yep, yep, with yep. his arms. And that's the first thing that happened. They threw up the X, the match stopped, and they and they took him out. But man, that just yeah. oh, that hurt. There, there are guys that have died in the ring. Um, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Best example of that. Yep. And uh, I'm sure you're the same way. Maybe you're not. Maybe I shouldn't speak for you. But I have a I have a very twisted curiosity from time to time, and I would. You want like to see it. to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. It was televised. Yeah. But they have removed all traces of it. You cannot find it. You see the aftermath. Yes. There are some images of the aftermath, but you'll never see the fall. Yeah. Because what had happened is that he fell from the rafters. They were going to lower him down. He was in his blue blazer mm-hmm. um, persona. persona at yeah. the time. And he was going to be dropped down from the rafters, lowered down on cable. And... It malfunctioned, and he fell from the rafters, hit the turnbuckle, and died in the ring. Yep, just right then and there. And so, I've I've watched that pay per view um, since, and it's really it's hard to watch. Is it? It is because you see everything that happens before it. Right. Then you see um. Jerry Lawler and, and Jim Ross talk about it, but the show has to go on, you know, right? So 
they uh you see other wrestlers come out and they start wrestling and and continue on the match and, and everybody's demeanor has just completely changed um you can tell just by looking at them that nobody nobody wants to be there yeah like they should have stopped the show or whatever and yeah it's it's interesting to watch wow yeah i i've i've seen I haven't watched it like you have, but I, I have seen the uh, the announcement that Jerry Lawler and, and Jim Ross yeah. did. That's the only scene that I've I've seen from the actual pay per view. But I remember going to school the next day after it happened, and I remember some guy saying, "Oh, that was just that was just part of the storyline." You, you I'm like, I even said like it was on the news. If it was part of the storyline, it wouldn't be on the news. He right. actually died. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you look at. I mean, they've tried to, you know, do serious injuries on on the show yeah, before, yeah, yeah. and like you said, it it doesn't come up. It was like when you know somebody gets hit by an ambulance, or yeah. you know their limo gets set yeah, on yeah, fire, yeah, yeah. you know someone attacked by a masked individual with a sledgehammer. Who could that be? <laughs> you know, but yeah. yeah, that's part of the storyline. You know, but uh, something like that. I mean, that's just. You have to think, why would it be part of the storyline? Exactly. There, there's no reason for that. I mean, and the guy was, you know, hitting his stride. He was, he was part of a huge wrestling family. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was no reason to pretend to take him out. That, that, it would never have gone with the storyline that was built up to that yeah. point anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor Bret Hart, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're not kidding. The unluckiest man in wrestling. And you talk about people that look like they've been beaten down. Yeah. Through their careers and especially in wrestling. And Bret Hart. Because that's another one that Cher was into big time was Bret Hart. Yeah. And, and who wasn't? Sure. I mean, yeah. he, he, was, he was the pretty boy. He had the sunglasses. He came out pink. He had the, <laughs> you know, the long hair. He was, you know. But you see him now, and that man—he just looks tired all the time. I mean, he's got the bags under his eyes. His hair is disheveled and gray, and it's just oh, yeah, poor guy. I mean, Owen Hart, Jim the Anvil Night Hart, British Bulldog, Brian Pillman—like all these guys that he associated himself with when he was wrestling—gone, dead. And he's like, he's the only one left. That's insane. That's insane to me. Yeah. And and he has no... I mean, he, he's one of the people that absolutely despised Vince McMahon. Yes. For very good reason. Yes. I mean, if you don't know, look into that story. Montreal. Montreal Screwjob. Montreal Screwjob. Look yep. into that. And that was not scripted. Yeah, <laughs> that was not part of the storyline. That was Vince McMahon being vindictive. Yes, as he was, and so to see Vince McMahon finally retire, I'm sure is a welcome sight to <laughs> Bret Hart. And so, but yeah, that was. It's rough. It's rough to see him in interviews mm-hmm. because he had such a storied career. Oh yeah, and then how it ended and how he feels about it now is a shame. Yeah. Cause he should be able to look back on it with some sense of pride and, you know, dignity and enjoyment as he achieved so much. And I mean, when Hulk Hogan left 
and that whole era ended, he became the face of the business. Yeah. He was he he had to be the one that stepped up. He became world champion. He became like the the company's main baby face. Like he was the face of the company. Yeah. And um you know, he just he kept getting screwed over. Yep. And a lot of that is due to, you know, personal grievances that, you know, Vince McMahon had with him. Yeah. You know, things through contract disputes and all that and it's just yeah, and, and again, it's Vince McMahon looking at people as machines and part of the business. Yes, not looking at them as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's funny to say that when Hulk Hogan, you know, they they he really built up because what they tried to do, which was unfortunate for him, was try to put Ultimate Warrior into that light. Right. And for some reason, it never clicked. They tried to make him the main guy. Yeah. They did. And I don't know why that never really took off because he became, you know, the, the two belt champion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of a, they tried to make the passing of the torch when he beat Hogan at WrestleMania. WrestleMania six. And, uh, it never really clicked. And I don't, I don't know why. And maybe you do. I, I don't know. People say a couple reasons. He didn't have, the the charisma or really the work ethic that a Hogan did in the ring. Okay. Um, it was hard for him to really, you know, because when you're a guy like that, you kind of got to call the, the match and kind of be in charge. And he really wasn't. Um, and it, after a while, the crowd just kind of, was done with him. And then behind the scenes, he had such an ego. He was asking for all this money. And if he didn't get the money, he wasn't going to show up and he wasn't going to perform. Right. I remember hearing that. And so again, Vince was just like, all right, you're done. That's right. I think if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that situation where he finished a match, went backstage and Vince just said, you're fired. He was fired. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That makes sense. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He he was the kind of guy. He had a very specific move set. Yes. Very limited. Yes. We are very limited. He came in to do a quick match, beat the person down, and you know he was there for yeah. the oh, presence. And, and I mean, and Hogan, to be fair, is also limited. True. But Hogan had uh, charisma. Yes. And Hogan could tell his story in the ring, whereas Ultimate Warrior right. really couldn't. He just came in more as the you know wild animal type yep. and yep. controllable. Yep. And so he couldn't carry like you know, like you were saying, like a specific storyline. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the ring general is what they would be referred to as. Yes. People that can take control mm-hmm. in a ring like The Undertaker. You know, and uh, really control where the match goes yep. and help the person they're with and build them up and always feel safe. Yes. In yep, the yep. So I understand that. So, but yeah, so once for me, once the era of Steve Austin ended, <coughs> that's when I stopped watching again. Yeah, me too. Once, once the Steve Austin. And really, The Rock, really, they kind of ended almost simultaneously. Yeah. 
because Rock went more to the acting side, and Steve Austin just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, you know, a lot of that is due to his, you know, personal issues and his uh, domestic violence. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That really kind of forced him out, but it just held no further interest for me. I mean, there were no big personalities that held an interest for me yeah. anymore, you know? Um, and then once it really started for me, I really started backing away once the WCW invasion oh, man. happened with WWF. And that they, was bad. And they started combining and I just started really losing interest. Yeah. Because that storyline just went on and on and, and it just got dull. Yes. And I just, and I, and I had never been invested in the WCW people. And so when they showed up and everybody started, oh, it's this person. Like, who? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't care who this is. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Jindrak, who's that? <laughs> Jindrak. Uh, you know, and the, uh, <laughs> the buff Bagwells. Yeah. But, uh, LaParka. <laughs> LaParka. Oh, that's something. Can, name me one of the most obscure wrestlers that you can think of that only a diehard fan and remember? Um, let me think. Let me think. For me, me I think. got one on the top, on the tip of my tongue that if you know who it is, you know who it is. If not, you have no clue. You ready? Gangrel. Gangrel. <laughs> it's like, if you know, you know. If you don't, yep. you have yep. no clue yep. who yep. I'm yep. talking yep. about. Yep. <laughs> I'd say um, Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon. I yep. can picture the mask. Yeah. But I don't think I ever saw the guy wrestle. Yep. That's funny. And to, a, I'd say people like uh, Vader is another mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, what's that guy's name? He was a big, he was a big black guy with a blonde mohawk with like the white Viscera. Viscera. There you go. There's another one. Yep. So, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I swear the guy came out in a garbage bag. That's, that's almost what is. <laughs> so they could fit him. <laughs> Dude was huge. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if you know, then you know. If not, because Edge and Christian mm -hmm. were with Gangrel. Yes. For a lot, with the vampire. Part of the brood. They part the of brood. the brood that they went out as full-on vampire style. And, uh, One of the coolest entrances, by the way. They'd come <laughs> out from underneath the stage in a ring of fire. That's awesome. And he would drink blood and spit it out. It was really cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Gangra, he's he's one that never really caught on either. Edge Val, Val Venus. Val another Venus. One. Oh, my gosh. But Edge and Christian, <laughs> they caught on big time. Oh, yeah. But then when yeah, they yeah, went yeah. to more like the goofy kind of mm -hmm. funny side, that's when their popularity really took off. Mm-hmm. And that was unfortunate when they split, and then Edge became this egotistical, you know, the rated whatever. R superstar. Yeah, and did his thing with Lita and the ring and all that weirdness. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it like you said, we spent hours, and this is hours and hours of childhood and teenage years spent invested in this. Mm -hmm. and I would say straight from. For me, anyway, from the years about 97 
Um, yeah, 97. Because I, I missed the formation of the NWO. But I remember Goldberg's first match. So that was 97. Because that was also in Salt Lake. It was. Remember that. Till about 2003. That wrestling was everything. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... And you said you continue to this day on and on. I mean, who is who is... Or I'd say, what brand are you watching now? I mean, is it the WWE to an extent at all? Or have you gone... Well, and like I said, I, I'm not watching the shows proper, but there's right. like... YouTube channels that will do highlights. Yeah. So they, they cover everything. And it's not just like the WWE. They're also covering now the AEW. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's just, it's just so I can kind of keep up with like who's who and, and who's the current champion and stuff like that. Right. So is there a big, a big name right now? Roman Reigns. He's the big one. Okay. He's the big well, one. I know who that is. So. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, uh, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Like Those are the big names yeah. right now. Are they WWE still? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And since McMahon left, all of a sudden there's a lot of people wanting to come back to oh, the I'm sure. WWE. Now that Triple H and Stephanie are in charge. Are they? Yeah. Is that who it is? Yep. So it is. Like we're not talking storyline, we're talking actual actual in charge of the company. Wow. Is Triple H and Stephanie. Because he married into the McMahon. He did. <laughs> into the McMahon yep. family. So he's completely in charge of creative. Old Paul Levesque. <laughs> I completely forgot that's his name. <laughs> and then I think Stephanie's more of the corporate side. Right. But as far as the show goes, he's He's in charge. Wow. Yep. That's insane. Which will be interesting because unlike McMahon, like he was actually a wrestler. Like he knows, you know, he knows the complaints. He knows what the fans want and what ne they necessarily don't and what works and what doesn't. I right. think maybe more than McMahon did because he was kind of, you know, this is what the fans want and right. this is what they don't. And I know best. <laughs> yeah. It should be interesting. Yeah. Moving forward for sure. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll start catching up the same way you do. Just a quick little snippet here and there. Yeah. And see what's going on. So. What uh, what culture wrestling on YouTube? That's where I go. Culture wrestling. Because they'll do like, they have a series where they do ups and downs. And they he literally goes, a bunch of English guys. Right. And he literally goes segment by segment and gives the good bits and up and the bad bits of down. Right. Simon Miller. Simon Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I watch Simon Miller's channel specifically for the, uh, you know, his, his exercise stuff and his, mm -hmm. his fitness thing. So, yeah, I know some. So, yeah. Yep, that's him. Awesome. I'll start checking it out, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I've decided to start paying a little bit more close attention um, since all these changes have happened. Just kind of see, you know... It's kind of curious. Yeah. Because, like we said, we are so invested with years of life mm -hmm. that you do want to see where this thing is going to yeah where it's going to end up who will come yeah. back you know once once it gets in you once pro wrestling gets in you you, <laughs> you, you never quite leave it 100 percent. and and that's a good point because i hadn't watched it for who knows how long and then i went and bought that 
you know, the raw collection yeah. on DVD yeah. just because that's what I remember, you know, and I, and I wanted to relive it. And <laughs> I found as much enjoyment watching it again mm-hmm. as I did then, you know, because I recognized all the people. I can watch just these old matches and just enjoy it. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's it's what you grew up with. There's yeah. a comfort there. Yeah. Although it's big guys fighting, mm-hmm. it's it's a comfort. It's enjoyable. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of times I've gone back and watched um, old early '90s like Royal Rumbles and stuff, and all the people that were coming out like uh, people I completely forgot about like Coco Beware, <laughs> Doink the Clown, <laughs> yeah. Hillbilly Jim, Hillbilly Jim. Yep. yep. Oh, I remember. Yeah, remember all those old men. What well, I. Just recently, not too long ago, I did I did watch an old Andre the Giant match. Mm, and talk okay. about a very limited skill set. Yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. the Giant obviously was there just for size. Yes. Because he was not a fast mover. You never saw him climb up on any sort of rope. You know, he just slapped and threw. Yep. That's all he was slapped about. Slapped and threw. That's right. <laughs> Occasionally, you'd sit on somebody, but then that's the end of it. The old slap and throw. <laughs> that was my favorite move. <laughs> I actually watched, speaking of him, his classic match with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. WrestleMania three. And I know that match gets a lot of praise, but man, if you watch it. Boring? Oh, yeah. It is real boring. Yeah. I mean, it. I think the most exciting part, as everybody points out, is when Hogan picks him up and mm-hmm. slams him. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, up to that point, it's a whole lot of slap and throw. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, but yeah. We uh, actually, one of our claims, um, as far as wrestling goes, we actually managed to see probably what most people think is the best WrestleMania ever. And that's WrestleMania 17. It's one we got on pay-per-view. Oh, that's right. It was Rock versus Stone Cold. Yep. Yep. That was a good one. We actually, yeah, the only way we could watch that is we had to actually rent not only the pay-per-view, but the equipment to watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, get the equipment, yep, everything. That's right. And we had to talk mom into that, too. That wasn't cheap. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we bought, like, the commemorative book with that. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. That was a good one. I think we had the video game on one of the platforms. I don't remember. What it was. I think we have the VHS. I think uh, I think you do somewhere. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I possibly. I don't have a whole lot of VHSs here, so if I do, it's in a box. Because hmm. <laughs> I remember for a while I was trying to collect all the WrestleManias. I yeah, was trying to buy them all. Yeah, on VHS. I, which is in a way disappointing now because you can pretty much just. <laughs> download and stream anything yeah, you want yeah, for free. Yeah. So I look at all this that I bought, I'm like, well, that's a, <laughs> that's, so, that's a lot that's of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> My gosh. Because VHSs were not cheap back in the day. No. We're talking a good 13, 14, 15 bucks a pop yeah. for a cheap plastic tape. <laughs> and so, <laughs> once you hit 17, you know, you're in the hundreds of dollars at that point. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do follow. I will say I do I do follow Amy Dumas on her uh sure, Lita Instagram. Yep. Cuz I did have a thing for Lita for a while, which is odd 
because she has a very mannish face. I will say that. I like Lita. She she has a very strong jaw. She does. She's become more effeminate now, but in the midst of her wrestling, where it was just full-on action and exercise, she had a very cut jaw. She did. We sh- we should say very pointed. She did. Yeah, and, you could uh, uh you could what what's the term? Uh thread a thread a canvas with her chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she uh yeah. But that's not a lot of the reason I watched her was to see what color thong she was wearing. <laughs> she right, came out. Right, right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Which is funny because a lot of those quote unquote divas in all honesty, let's be honest here. A lot of the divas from the neck up were not remarkably attractive people, in all honesty. I mean, you look at, uh, oh, what was, oh, gosh, dang it. Just lost her name. She was early on, very short, very buxom. I can't remember her name, but she had a very weathered face all the time. And I can't remember her name. But anyway, I It wasn't Ivory, was it? Well, she was one of them, but she wasn't all that buxom. Ivory, Molly Holly. Molly Holly. She, uh, yeah, she was one of those divas in that time frame. Okay. But uh, I'll remember her name shortly after we finish recording this. Oh! I know what you're talking about. Um, right. uh, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, the T. <laughs> sorry, the T. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Um, it, it's not the Trish Stratus. Mm-mm. Terry. Terry. Terry Runnels. Terry Runnels. There you go. She's a good example. I mean, in all honesty, you wouldn't look at her face. For me, I mean, you know, attractiveness is, you know, what it is for certain people. But for me, looking at her directly, (laughs) she's not, (laughs) you know, uh, the classic beauty, per se. Well, when you're married to... Dusty Rose, it's going to put miles on you. <laughs> Dusty Rose. You're married to Gold Dust. It's going to. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, is he still around? Oh, yeah. He's still around. Yeah. I think I think he's in AEW, last I heard. What persona is he? He's, he's, he's him, but he only paints half his face now. Oh. So, <laughs> he's basically saying, you know, you get, you, you get, you're getting both. Like, it's not gotcha. one or the other. See, that's kind of a trend now is only painting half your face. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, I was going to say something. I just spaced it. Anyway. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. But <laughs> guess yeah. it wasn't all that important. I mean, also, let's face it, that was kind of some of the main parts we watched wrestling every week. For the the ladies, you did, especially the bra and panties Bron- match stuff like that. I mean, you just panties matches, you know, because that's what the people want. That's what the people Vince want, man. Yep, that's what they want. That's what Jerry Lawler wants. Puppies. Yep. <laughs> you don't don't want wrestling matches. No, you don't want want shows of athleticism. No, what TNA? TNA. That's all it is. Rolling around in mud and you know, boy, that's right. Right. The Molly Hollies. It's funny when you see all these divas now after they left, like Trish Trish Stratus wouldn't even recognize her now. I'll have to look her wouldn't up. Wouldn't even recognize her now. 
Because I, I can picture her how she was. Yeah. I can see her in my mind very clearly as how she was. Yeah, her, Tori, Stacy Keebler, Lita, like they're they're they all look completely different now. <laughs> now they're Stacy Keebler out from under the thumb. Stacy Keebler, the one with the legs. The one with the legs. Yep. Was she? Could she go? Was it the top rope? Yeah, because she was had all those legs. Yep. That was the thing. She went over the top rope. <laughs> Just stepped over the top rope. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on the wrestlings? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's still a lot of people still look at it as kind of a not a kids thing, but kind of a ridiculous, um, not to be taken seriously. But I would say, if you're one of those people. Go and watch some of these matches that, w- that we've been talking about. Go and watch matches with Mankind. Go and watch ladder matches with Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys or tables oh, yeah. matches. and The Dudley Boys. Yeah. And see the kind of stuff that was actually going on and why this became so popular. It wasn't just, you know, I think people think of wrestling. They think of the Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania era where it was... People in in face paint and masks yelling at the camera, yeah. you know the over the top yeah. personality, yeah, 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 yeah. and that was part of it. I mean, that was part of the draw, especially if you're in that time. Yeah, but again, nobody ever for those that were in it and the fans, we never saw it as again like a real fight, no, or as people being angry, or as Kurt Angle actually going to throw Steve Austin <laughs> off a bridge, yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever that is, because he threw his gold medals into the river or whatever it was. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't even get into that, the whole what era. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, that was irritating. That still goes on. Oh, jeez. To this day, it still goes on. That's insane. For those of you who don't know, for a long time, Stone Cold, he kind of went off the rails, his character. Something happened in his brain and he went weird. He went after under, after he turned heel in WrestleMania 17. He went he went under Vince McMahon's thumb. You know, he became his puppet, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so whenever people had talked to him, he'd cut him off by saying, What? 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 So yeah. <laughs> whenever he came out from then on and was talking, the crowd would start yelling, What? back at him. Mm-hmm. And that got so irritating because he had to do what? Part of a sentence, what? And then, what? Yep. You know, it just went on and on. And you're telling me it's still going. Still goes on. That's so obnoxious. With those wrestlers that people don't like, generally, when they yeah. try to speak in the ring, or those that have, quote-unquote, heat on them, yeah, they get the what chance. Oh. And wrestlers hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard so many interviews. They're like, I wish Steve... Never did that. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that's... I hate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even a part of that. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But you just watch, like you were saying, like watch any sort of interview, and when they start yelling that at him, it's like, guys, yeah, you just stop. Let them finish their sentence or mm-hmm. their thought. There are some wrestlers that figured out what to do when that happens. Yeah. They just start talking through it. Like, they don't even acknowledge it. They don't give them a chance to to any breaks or pauses in their sentences. They just 
plow through. Just barrel through it. And normally the yeah. crowd will, will shut up. You'd have to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you'd have to. Jeez. <sighs> anyway, yeah, go and check it out. I mean, even if you have a semi-interest, I mean, just, just yeah. don't give in to necessarily the hate. I mean, as we've all gone through it occasionally. <laughs> but watch it as just entertainment, yeah. for entertainment's sake. You know, watch watch it for the athleticism because yes. they are very athletic individuals for yes. the most part. They really are. They keep their body in peak physical condition, and they just yeah. put it through the ringer. And that's mostly so they don't die. <laughs> that's really all it is. I mean, my gosh, yeah. you can't consistently fall on your back from an extended height and not be affected. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're going to get hurt. so But don't watch it hoping people get hurt. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. If you did. Appreciate it. Yep. Um, and keep listening. To uh, keep listening next time to hear, hear the brothers ramble. See you later. See you.